This is the Steadfast Podcast with my co-host, Henry McGalliard, and me, Braden Singer. Good afternoon. Afternoon, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. Um, this is our first episode um, on this Steadfast Podcast, and uh, together we're going to be looking for our place in the world as men um, by looking upward and finding our purpose from above. So, you're out in the middle of the ocean, and it's a clear, sunny day, not a cloud in the sky, everything's going perfect, and then as you're sailing, you notice clouds start coming in and everything goes dark, and the sky is pitch black, and lightning starts to crack, and all of a sudden, the waves start engulfing your ship, and you think, what can I do? What can I do? Well, Henry, what can you do? The only thing you can do is hoist the flag and take on the storm and wait for it to pass. You're exactly right. You have two options there. You can either succumb to the storm and allow it to drag you down and to accept the fate of death, or you can battle it and you can fight against it. And that ultimately is going to be what we're looking at here today. And how do we deal with the storms of life? Yes, you can, you take, you take on the storm. So by taking on the storm, you wait for it to pass. That's all you can do. I mean, one thing you need to realize is, is the storm is out of your control. The storm will come up upon you at any time of the day. When things are going good, when there's not a cloud in the sky, when the sky is blue and the waters are calm and things are going good, the storm will come upon you just like that. That's exactly right. It's always whenever you least expect it that you know, you're attacked or something seems to happen. And so you're exactly right. You really you can't control the storm, but you can control how you respond to it. And that is what we're going to take a look at here today, specifically starting with responses to hard times your response your the only thing you can control in a situation like this is your response and your perspective on the situation that's exactly right if you if you think that you can then you most likely can and that's really the first step is seeing what you can and can't control and because storms will come they're not they're not optional. They, they come for everyone, good, bad, the, you know, rain comes down on everyone. So what specifically should we look to? What, what can we do to control our response? And what response should we have to these types of, of trials and storms? One of the things is, is our attitude. Definitely our attitude. I've been in situations where a storm has come and I succumb to the storm and I let the depression take over me and I let it to where it took over me and it took over my actions and it took over my attitude towards life. But then I've also been in a situation where something bad has happened, but I took that situation and I turned myself around and I turned my attitude around and I bettered myself because of it. That's exactly right. And something that we need to focus on is what was the deciding factor between those two situations, do you think? It was definitely attitude. Yeah, yeah, but what, what 
made the difference in your attitude between the first and the second one? Definitely relationship with God. Deciding my relationship with God should be number one and not trying to... What the difference between the first situation and the second situation was, the first situation, I had a wound from the storm, and so I decided to cover it up with instant gratifying things to heal that wound. That was my number one priority. That was what I was setting my eyes to. Instead of, when you look at situation number two, I decided to put my relationship with God as number one, my relationship with others, and then just other things, my physical and mental health. That's exactly right. And I think something interesting that you're talking about, the difference between the first and the second one, is the first one you were looking for a quick fix to make you feel better. And the second one you realize that the only true way to feel better is not quick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would definitely agree with that. I would say it's more, it's more of a mystery going down the path that God has set out for you and to in, in a way that he only, the, the only healing he provides is not a quick fix that's right but it's a more complete it's a more complete fix it definitely is exactly and I think especially in our culture today we have a problem with laying foundations and, and building on it and we want just a house to be instantly made you mm -hmm. know but that's not the way that it works and I, I think that recognizing that especially as young men saying that you know the things that we think are going to make us feel better in a quick fashion are always fake they're not real and so we need to acknowledge that and then search for the real fundamental steps to real happiness and real fulfillment which as you say and I you know personally speaking for myself too I've been I've been down both of those paths as well I've been trying I've tried to uh, have the quick fix mentality and I've tried um, to make things feel better mm -hmm. instead of be better and that it, it never really fulfills it, it, it's not supposed to fulfill it's just it, you know it's a shallow well you know and so I think looking into the correct way you know what what was the biggest change for you what helped you make that change in your attitude and and that focus on your relationship with God definitely experiencing succumbing to the storm the first time and realizing I don't want to go down that path again because you because you look at how when you went down the path so it so each storms involved the death of somebody somebody close to me and the first time that happened I succumbed to the depression and I went down a, a path that I shouldn't have for about three years and then I realized with this time that I just that my that I realized this time my friend would not have wanted me to sit there and mope and go on and pity myself he would have wanted me to get my relationship with God right and with others right and so that that really helped me it's exactly right I think kind of going off of that um, storms really put things into perspective, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, so it, I've heard it said that pressure, uh, it breaks pipes, but it also makes diamonds. And so I think that's the same way that storms are. They show really what people are made of, I think. And, you know, you're exactly right. I think it's not just 
a simple you either one you are either one way or the other. I think yeah. it's it's fair to say that human beings are complex creatures and we have a little bit of both in us. Mm-hmm. And so really deciding what what side we're going to choose to feed and, and, and allow to dominate is very important. But I want to go back to uh, what you were saying about um, that succumbing to the storm the first time and that experience making you realize that it was not the right way. Um, yeah. And I, I've been in that exact same situation. Um, I've you know, they, they call it rock bottom, you know, mm-hmm. whenever you follow down that path to the point where there, you know, there's kind of a jump off and you can either say, I'm turning around or, you know, I've already been gone this far, might as well keep going. And I'm thankful that whenever I did hit rock bottom, you know, I was able to, to turn around and come back. Um, but I know that a lot of people feel like they've already hit rock bottom and they're sitting in that point. And... You know, I I want you to kind of talk about what what are some things that goes that go through people's minds whenever they hit rock bottom. Definitely, that there's nothing that they can do about it. That there's nothing that they can do to turn around, and they feel like I felt immense amount of guilt. That there's no way I can turn it around. But here's the thing. That's all just a perspective. That's all just a perspective that you can change and be like, no, I can turn it around and I can be forgiven and I can change my perspective towards God. That's right. And changing a perspective, changing your mind, I guess, Mm -hmm. really, because it's not, you know, whenever I hit rock bottom, there was definitely this moment of, I felt honestly more than just guilt and shame, which there was an there was an overwhelming amount of both, but I think the biggest thing that I felt was I felt dirty. Yeah. I felt yeah. like I was not purely who I was supposed to be. I felt like someone that I wasn't. Something mm-hmm. I felt fake. That's yeah. what I felt. And you know, it, really getting to that point, you're exactly right. That is a perspective, and it, it isn't really something that is beneficial I would say mm-hmm. it can be used as beneficial but in itself it is not beneficial so you can decide what you're going to do with that are you going to sit there and, and you know simmer in, in the thoughts of inadequacy or are you going to realize I was meant to be more than this and I need to turn around and find who that is let's say let's say you're, you're, you're sailing your ship and you're taking on the storm and all of a sudden you get a little wound, a little hole in the ship. And then you decide to go patch it up. But see, some people, once you get to shore, you patch it up. Some people, though, they decide to patch it up with things that don't work. You know what I'm saying? They patch it up with, they try to heal the wound with substance abuse, pornography, and all types of different stuff to try and help them cope with that wound. Exactly right. You're talking about the quick fixes, the things that mm-hmm. make it feel better, or that we think will make it feel better, and they don't offer real substance. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, that in itself, that is so true. Um, a lot of times we do have, you know, the storm will 
blow holes in our ship and our perception of ourselves and our perception of reality. And a lot of times, you know, and I know I'm guilty of it too. You know, I've been, I've struggled with trying to fill, you know, those holes with things that don't really mm -hmm. take care of the problem that don't, you know, block out the water and, you know, recognizing that that's not working is just, it, it's yeah. even worse, yeah. you know, cause it, it sinks you even lower. So it, it makes you think of even whenever you're trying to do the right thing, it's not the right thing. So, you know, kind of going beyond that, that really calls for a need, you know, a need to realize that we're vulnerable. You know, we are mm -hmm. not, we're not perfect. We're not immortal. We're not mm -hmm. impenetrable. And so how does, how does that really affect your perspective? How does, how was the experience that identifying that you you are not perfect and that you're not uh, capable on your own of fixing your own problem. Like how, how did this, how did that shape your um, perspective? It definitely made me think because when you have your boat and it gets, has a wound in it or gets a hole in it, you go and try and fix it yourself, but then it doesn't work. You need to take it to someone professionally to fix the hole. You need to take it to God to have him completely fix the hole and so and so me realizing you know what I really really need to turn this around I really need to turn this around this was probably about in October when I decided that I needed to turn this around I've just been living a life of vanity and depression had really taken over me and I thought the only person who could heal this was God that's exactly right and I think uh, the first another step going on from that is you know accepting humility too mm -hmm. because you know while I was trying to to fix my the holes in my boat per se with things that wouldn't do the job you know I didn't want to hear that I was wrong yeah, you know exactly. I didn't want to I didn't want to acknowledge I knew it in my heart that mm -hmm. I, it wasn't working but I didn't want to to acknowledge that I didn't want to be wrong. I was prideful. And so, you know, the first step in making things better is recognizing that there is a problem and that you are wrong and swallowing your pride and saying, I can't fix this on my own. And then, like you said, turning to the one who can fix it. And that, that being God. And, you know, now, we've, now, now, now that we've kindly kind of got out of the way, um, some of the early stages of um, acknowledging that and starting the change. How did you go about, per se, turning around, turning your life around from that direction? I de definitely changing your priorities and making God your number one priority, and then everything else will follow. That was a big step for me, definitely. Yeah, and, and can you... Uh, elaborate a little bit more on that like say like what steps did you take to really cement God as, as your number one priority definitely I had my priorities in the wrong place and so I was I was using that to fill the hole and so I would I would say I would pray a ton I, I took on this one month challenge where I would read the Bible every morning 
And I would ask the Holy Spirit before I read to really open up the words I was reading for me to, to for me to learn from it and then just praying a ton and then reading a book that was a Christian book called Wild at Heart and then just getting together with with guys with like-minded Christian guys and talking about our problems and going through all that. That's exactly right. You highlighted there a couple of things that really kind of stuck out to me. Um, and the first one being that you had, you, you know, the first step that we talked about, you recognize that you were wrong mm-hmm. and you, tr- you gave it to God. You gave it to the person who could fix it. And then second off, you talked about diving into the word and I hear a lot of Christians say, you know, I, I believe in God and I love God and I want to, you know, I, I want to know God, but they don't ever, they don't ever look for him. They don't ever, yeah, yeah. you know, look for the spirit of God. And I'm, you know, I also was, you know, I'm not speaking out against other people. I'm mainly speaking out toward myself because that's something that I struggled with a lot too is because I wanted to know God, yeah. but I never opened up the word. But whenever I did you know, open up the word and whenever I was in the word, like consistently, whenever you're in the mm-hmm. word consistently, you start realizing like, this isn't just some kind of book. This isn't, yeah. you know, this isn't a law book. This is, a, it's life giving, honestly, yeah. you know, you feel things and you, and you pick things up and you're just like, this is, you know, this is my life, you know, yeah. my life written down in a book <laughs> that was made thousands of years ago, you know, and, yeah, and that, in itself, it's it's a beautiful thing, because through that you can start seeing the spirit of God and 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 a living, mm-hmm. breathing. It's almost like it talks, you know. Yeah. Um, if you search for it, you definitely will find it, you know. And that's that that's coming from mm-hmm. my own experience. And then going even further onto that, don't just read the Bible to read it, you know. Live it, like you were yeah, saying. Make exactly. that make that exactly. your priority. Make it your number one goal. And that is, you know, that's the first steps of, of the change that we're talking about. But that's incredibly difficult, you know. It, it yeah. sounds really simple, but it's not. It yeah. is so difficult. And, you know, personally speaking, like, it, it's, a game, it's a give and take game. You know, it's like two steps forward, one step back. Um, but God is faithful, and if you continue in it, like, he, he will be with you. So, but uh, I just wanted to, to take a little bit and talk about some of the difficulties you had um, in, in really turning that around. And, and whenever you made, whenever you started making that change, what were some things that really made it difficult for you to stick to it? Definitely just Satan wants to come in and, and make, you, make you comfortable again. Because after the one-month challenge, because I stuck through the one-month challenge. I did that every day and all that. But then after that, Satan started making you comfortable. He started saying, oh, you don't have to read your Bible today. You read it yesterday. You can just read it tomorrow. And then tomorrow will come. And it will say, just read it tomorrow. You can take a two-day break. It's fine. And then the next day, and then the next day comes, and all of a sudden you realize you have a week. So I would definitely say... Keeping up, keeping up with it has been the most the most difficult part because Satan wants to come in and make you feel comfortable. That's exactly right. Um, I think something that uh, you talked about uh, a little bit earlier privately is you were saying whenever you start making that change, whenever you start going down that right path, 
it's almost as if Satan Satan can tell and he starts yeah. really coming after you, whether it be, you know, you start feeling like, okay, I'm starting to get things right, and then he, you know, hides mm-hmm. that hides behind that comfortability. And then whenever you're not expecting, you know, he, he tries to tempt you and, and yeah. it, it's very effective. It's very difficult. Yeah. Uh, I know personally speaking, like I've really struggled with that myself mm-hmm. and getting to the point where you start keeping you know, you start living the way that you're supposed to live and then you get comfortable in it mm-hmm. and you lower your, your, lower your defenses. And, uh, and that's exactly, you're exactly right when that's whenever Satan strikes. And so I think the most difficult, difficult part for me is obviously, you know, keeping it, but also especially keeping my guard up and knowing that just because I'm going down the right path doesn't mean that I'm going to do everything right. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But yeah, and so definitely one thing about the storms is is that you have to go through the storm. You can't you can't go around the storm. You can't you just have to take it and you just have to go. You're exactly right. Storms come for everybody and everybody mm-hmm. has specific storms in their yeah. life that they have to go through. Yeah. And I think you know, running away from a storm doesn't solve the problem either. Mm-mm. No, cuz I tried sweeping it under the rug, my storms. And it would just get worse and worse and worse. And then something would happen and the rug would just explode. Everything, all, all my problems would come to the surface all at once. And the waves would just start engulfing the ship. And then you start realizing that, you know, just because you say that it's not there doesn't mean that it's not there. Yeah, exactly. You know? And that in itself is such a difficult thing to think about, too, because I think that we can get very very distracted in our lives too mm-hmm. because i think you know and sometimes storms something else that we kind of need to talk about a little bit is that storms come in different shapes and sizes too yeah exactly um, every storm ha- is different in a way some storms are much bigger than others some are smaller than others and it's important to acknowledge this i think mm-hmm. you know not comparatively to other people but just to your own storms in your life um but Something interesting that uh, we could we could talk about is you have to still take care of the little storms too, because if you don't take care of the little storms, they become big storms. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and sometimes big storms like tragedies and stuff like that, they just pop up. And sometimes you just you have to deal with it, you know. Yeah. And that doesn't that not to mean that you can't you know get escape from it you know there is mm-hmm. there is peace in, in God some you know he can offer a way through it there can be joy maybe not happiness but there can be joy through a storm uh, through a faith and, and trust in God but you know for you can't escape it by trying to fill it fill your life with other things and hoping that mm-hmm. it just kind of goes away yeah exactly and, you know Dr. Jordan Peterson who's a psychologist talks about you can either make something like a storm a tragedy or you can make it like hell one way you make it a tragedy is by just you know yes it's sad that you know what you're going through is a storm but you can stand up and you can take it on and you can be the reliable person and turn it around but one way you can make it like hell and make the storm totally totally worse is not taking it on and sweeping it under the rug and all that and it just makes it worse and worse and worse 
That's exactly right. Ignoring a storm doesn't make it go away, and it just makes it worse. And the worsening of a storm always comes back to hurt the person more profoundly. Always. Mm -hmm. It never, ever just goes away like people think it will. Um, And maybe, you know, sometimes it goes away for a while, but it doesn't go away forever. It will come back, and it, it does hurt. And so really facing that storm is the only way to do it. It is the only way to truly live your life in a way that you can be fulfilled ultimately is you have to get through those storms. Yeah. And so looking more specifically at the storms in our lives, I think that, you know, we, we talked about a response first off and, and recognizing that, you know, each storm is its own problem, its own monster. And our response there is the only thing we can control about it, you know. Mm-hmm. And then we talked about moving on to turning to God in those storms, whether it's a storm of sin, whether it's a storm of tragedy, turning to God and recognizing that, you know, I'm not meant to get through this on my own. You know, only you can get me through this. And then, you know, we talked about the, the discipline of walking the path toward God during the storm. Um, again, uh, we've been very, very loose with the term storm. I just kind of want to define a little bit more of what we're talking about with a storm. We're talking about any sort of extreme difficulty in your life. Like I said, it could be a tragedy. It could yeah. be a personal issue. Maybe it's a sin. Like, it could be any of these things. Mm-hmm. You know, that's for you to decide. Like, what is what is your storm? What is the problem that you have in your life? Because this is, you know, this is the solution, you know? Yeah. And I know because, and I'm not... Again, I'm not preaching because I'm speaking from my own experience here, you know, because, you know, in my life, I've had lots of, I've had tragedy in my life, and I've had sin in my life, and this has been, you know, this has been the way to to battle that, to con- to uh, bring conflict to it. I think one thing, too, is that the light at the end of the storm, you know, the storm always passes it always passes. It just moves on. Whenever you're on water, it always just moves on. But sometimes it can get so dark and so chaotic during the storm that it just overwhelms you. And you think, oh, there's no light at the end of the tunnel. There's no light at the end of the tunnel. This storm will not pass. But the thing is, it always passes. You're exactly right. There's no such thing as an eternal storm here on earth. There is not. It may seem that way. You may feel despair. You may feel like you're the only one. You may feel alone, but you are not. You know, there is a light on the end of this tunnel. And there is there is the sun outside of the clouds. You just have to get through them. And I think that in itself, that is another thing that can really help bring focus into the storms of this life. Because, you know, there is a way out. There is a way out. First off, there it doesn't last forever. And second off, there is a way out of that storm. Yeah. You know? And sometimes you just have to wait for it to pass. And sometimes you have to sail, like you were saying, you gotta pull the sail down and, and you gotta raise the flag and you've got to sail out of there and head to the place that is safe where there is open water and there is freedom. Yeah. Exactly. But you know, we we can just get so caught up and it can get so dark when you're out there and the lightning is just going everywhere and I know many times with me even recently I even thought that there was no light at the end of the tunnel 
I thought, I thought this is just too dark and too depressing of a situation. And then once you're finally out, you know, I've talked to people before about this. Once you're finally out, you can look back on it and be like, oh my word, I was able to get through that. You know, it's like hills and valleys. You'll be down in a valley and then you look up at the hill and you see, oh my goodness, I have to climb all the way up there and I can't even see the sun. The, va the hill is blocking the sun. And then once you climb up that, you look down at, at what you just went through and it's amazing. And then you can see the sun. But then we need to talk about, you got to go back down the valley, back down to the valley again. That's exactly right. I think um, it's important to note that, you know, we're not, uh, we're not perfect. Human beings are not perfect. And I think this also goes along with um, the hills and valleys comparison. Again, it can either be a sin in your life. It could be just living life and, and tragedies that happen within it because it's going to happen. It happens to everyone. Um, and I think it's important to realize, like I said, for the hills and valleys, whenever we start talking about sin being uh, the hills and valleys and spiritual highs and lows, you know, it is, you know, the goal is obviously to sit close to God and, and it is possible to, to cling to him and he will protect you and he will always be there for you. But human beings, we are not strong enough to stay perfect. There are going to be hills and valleys in every spiritual walk. Yeah, exactly. But you need to be prepared for the next time a storm does come because you, I mean, you seasoned captains of their ship know that a storm, when a storm will come and all that, and they know exactly what to do during a storm. We could equate that to our spiritual life. We know that when a storm does come, we know what to do, and that is to stick with God during the storm. That's exactly right. And only He can. He is really the only way that we can uh, steer our way clear of that storm and, and to survive that storm, make mm -hmm. it through it. And, you know, kind of going back to the hills and valleys um, comparison again, you know, you're exactly right. Kind of like how a sea captain will, uh, he knows whenever the storm is coming and he knows he's prepared for it. He knows how to handle it. I think the same thing can be said about, you know, the the hiker who, mm -hmm. you know, has to climb down or climb up the, the yeah. mountain again, you know, because when he's he's had to climb up mountains before and he knows, you know, I know what I need to do to be prepared. I know mm -hmm. what I need to bring and I know like who I need to go with. Yeah. And that exact that's exactly the same for the spiritual walk of a Christian as well as we need to acknowledge that, you know, there are things that we learn from our past experiences, our past storms, our past mm -hmm. hills and valleys, so to say that we can bring forward into our future ones. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's just important to know that storms will pass. Because I, I've said it, I know I've said it before, but sometimes people can get in these storms and it seems like it is a never-ending storm to them. And that can be a really dangerous thought. So you need to change your perspective and think, I will get through this storm That's and I'll see an end to this. I just need to stick with God instead of like how I was, where I was moping about it and thinking, oh, this will never end. Oh, woe is me. You need to change your perspective on it. That's exactly right. And I think that, you know, I think more than just changing your own perspective, I think your your, your perspective can be changed mm -hmm. by the storm, yeah. you know. And 
just really guiding the way that the storm changes your perspective because I know that in my own my own life personally my idea of how the world works my idea of um, spiritual protection and um, and just sticking close with God you know that my whole view of that was greatly affected by some of the some of the tragedies in my life and I think that it's a beautiful thing you know looking back it was extremely painful and it was um, and it was difficult and it, it's still difficult you know to deal with some of the the tragedies in my life but whenever you look back and you see all the lessons that God has shown you mm-hmm. through the valleys and through having to climb up those hills like there's something there's something amazing about it because you look back and you say man I can see where I was wrong I can mm-hmm. see where where my beliefs and my uh my ideals were off that they weren't they weren't right you know and it's almost as if God kind of shows you and he's just like you know you think you're in control and you think you have everything figured out till you actually get into it yeah and and I think that it's horrible and painful but beautiful all in the same and you know looking to the future and knowing that those those hills and valleys are going to come again. Not those particular hills and valleys that I've already passed, but future hills, maybe some bigger, some smaller. I know that God is with me and that he's equipped me with a way to deal with it. And he has shown me what works and what doesn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, a storm will expose your ego. Oh yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I think, I think you're exactly right. Storms, they they show exactly we said this earlier storms show exactly who you are you know mm-hmm. they should they highlight all the aspects of a human being the complicated yeah. psyche of a human being there is wonderfully great things that come out of storms and there are horrible awful despicable yeah. things that come out of storms and i think you know we have to locate each part of that within us you know mm-hmm. And that kind of goes back into into dealing with future storms too, is knowing this is how I reacted in the past. I'm not going to do that again. I'm not going to allow this negative aspect of me to come out in this storm again because I know instead of doing that, I'm going to trust God. I'm going to put God first and put him as my guiding star, mm-hmm. you know, and a guiding star that isn't blocked out by the storm. Mind <laughs> you, this is, you know, God... God will be with you, you know, mm-hmm. and um, and even going further and to say that like surrendering the negative aspects and saying I know that I struggle with this and I know that in in storms of the past this has been something that I've really had to fight against that has been a negative aspect of me, and I think that giving that over to God for future future storms is incredibly important. Yeah, and I think dealing with storms no matter how big the size it makes you appreciate when you're out on the water and there's not one cloud in the sky and it's sunny out that's exactly right yeah um i i remember back to uh a a quote that i heard about um maybe you 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 know the quote that i'm thinking of sorry uh it was about a, a military personnel and so he saw some of the worst things in the world yeah yeah and uh, and someone asked, well, how can you believe in goodness if you've seen all this evil in the world? And he said, well, it's because I know that after seeing the darkness of dark, you know, mm-hmm. the darkest that it can get, like I, the light is so much brighter. 
Yeah. And you can yeah. see the goodness in the world from there. And I completely agree with that, you know. Um, just looking back on some of, you know, after the dark uh, storms of my life and just mm-hmm. regular life, there's there's an appreciation for it, you know, because it's anchored in, in um, a real true comparison mm-hmm. between dark and light. Yeah, exactly. And it just, you know, it really does, like I said before, it really makes it that much better and you can enjoy it that much better when it's there and you need to be thankful when you do have clear skies and all that that's exactly right because we're not promised we're not promised clear skies and we know that they don't last yeah but yeah and so i think what else do i need to say anything else i think that should just about wrap it up i think um kind of giving a big uh conclusion here um we, I'm just going to kind of highlight some of the key points, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, that, that we talked about in here. So we talked about how storms, they're going to come. They come to everybody. They came to me. I know that they're going to come for me again. They've come for you, and I know that mm-hmm. they'll come for you again. Everybody in this life is going to have a storm or storms that they're going to have to fight. And we can either ignore the storm or we can take it on. We can take it head on. And the only way that you're really going to live a life that you can be fulfilled in that you can feel like you are who you were meant to be is by taking on those storms and it's hard and it's difficult and it's not pretty but it's the only way that you're going to be fulfilled exactly i'm i think i do want to highlight that part too is that it does bring because i mentioned on my instagram post it does make you feel that much better when you do look back on it, it makes you look, feel more fulfilled and brings you more confidence about yourself that you're able to go through that. I'm mean, not saying that you went on about it on your own strength, but that you went with it with God. That you made you know, it through. That you made it through with God and all that. Exactly. You're exactly right. And, you know, ultimately, that is, that is the way to get through, mm-hmm. is by relying on God, God's strength, you know, and turning to the person that can... You know, heal those wounds, repair the boat, and yeah. who can guide you in the right way. Yeah, but you just cannot let the storm engulf you. You, That's can, exactly. you cannot, because it just is not good when the storm engulfs you. That's right. Or maybe, you know, maybe uh, as one of our listeners, you feel like you've already been engulfed by the storm. Maybe you feel like you're drowning. Maybe you feel like you don't have a way out. And I want to let you know that, you know, we, we talked about this earlier. There is a way out. And there is. It's never, ever too late to turn that ship around. It's never too late to patch it, you know. This spiritual boat that you're on, it can be flipped again to be topside. You know, you can survive it even if you feel like you've already been topsided. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, definitely from my experience, you know, turning the ship around, hoisting the flag and deciding to take it on instead of sweeping under the rug. I mean, you can definitely do it. You absolutely can, you know. And I think, you know, I always think of, uh, this is a good example, but um, in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, you know that the Flying Dutchman ship? Yeah. How it, how it, it, it just yeah. shoots up from the bottom of the ocean. You know, that's exactly what God can do for, you know, the boat of our lives, so to mm-hmm. say. You know, our spiritual journey is if you feel like you're drowned or topsided, you can turn to God and he will he'll bring you back up and he will resurrect your ship and he will give you 
a new course to run. You just have to ask him. And yeah. you just have to you just have to look for it. All right. And that that pretty much is about all that we have. Again, I just want to really uh, acknowledge that this isn't this is not a preachy thing. No, this is not no. this is not us sitting up on Definitely. our high horses looking yeah. down on anyone. This is us just from our own experience hoping mm-hmm. that maybe it can resonate with some of you. Um just kind of talking about our own our own problems, our own shortcomings and and maybe, you know, hearing how we've gone through it, maybe you can relate and maybe it can help yeah. you as well. Definitely. So Thank you so much for joining us. Braden, you have anything else to say? Uh, No, that'll be it. This has been the Steadfast Podcast, Episode 1. Out.